Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Good Monday morning. I'm Michelle Martin here for a special solo edition of Market View as Ryan Huang is away this weekend. Asia-Pacific markets are starting the week off on a positive note following a bout of buying on Wall Street on Friday following the release of some encouraging jobs numbers that seem to indicate that wage gains are slowing, which could mean that inflation is coming under control. The S&P 500 finished up 2.3%. It recorded its first positive week in the last five. Looking ahead, the markets will receive more pricing information on Thursday when the December consumer price numbers are released. And corporate earnings, particularly for banks, will be back in focus as Jeffrey's Financial opens its books tonight. And a host of companies, including Wells Fargo, the Bank of America, JP Morgan Chase, and BlackRock, report earnings. On Friday, here in Asia Pacific, travel and consumer stocks in Hong Kong and China are likely to be in focus as China has finally lifted border controls. Incoming visitors will no longer need to quarantine. Tech stocks are also attracting attention as Ant Group founder Jack Ma is reportedly giving up control of the company. And we'll have a whole show looking at China stocks tomorrow right here on Your Money as I speak with Lulu Yilunchen, uh, the woman behind the book, The Story of Tencent and China's Tech Ambition. It was a Financial Times. It was on the Financial Times Book of the Year list recently. So listen out for that tomorrow, 1010. But first, let's turn to U.S. politics and the impact that it may have on markets later this year. When the U.S. markets close on Friday, the U.S. House of Representatives still didn't have a leader, which meant that none of its members had been sworn in yet. Now, you may not have followed the drama in the U.S. House of Representatives this past week. I didn't watch it too closely, but it took Kevin McCarthy 14 votes over four days before he could be sworn in as Speaker of the House. Now, choosing a Speaker of House is usually a mundane ritual, and it hasn't been dragged out this long since 1856. Mm -hmm. McCarthy, who is a Republican, lost the first 13 votes despite the Republicans winning control of the legislative body in the November elections. He's only won on the 14th ballot after appeasing some of the most conservative right-wing members of his party. And this, some say, is where the danger for markets lies. Later this year, most likely around August or September, the U.S. Congress will be asked to raise the U.S. federal debt limit. Now, if Congress fails to do this, the U.S. government will be unable to pay its bills. It could even default on its debts. But the conservative members of McCarthy's caucus are vocally opposed to raising the debt limit without drastically cutting spending. And they have a lot more power now thanks to the concessions that McCarthy had to make to overcome their opposition. They could call a snap election to remove McCarthy as speaker or more easily offer amendments to derail spending bills. Financial analysts are going to be watching this closely, and we should too, because U.S. default on its debts will ripple through markets and financial systems. Time now for Up or Down, the solo edition. I name a company or item in the news and we all figure out which way it's moving, up or down, and you can play along at home. So let's start with locally listed Yang Zichang Shipbuilding. 
Yangtze Chang shipbuilding's share price soared last year, jumping nearly 70%. But they are in the midst of a sell-off, down about 10% over the past week. So, what is going on? Well, apparently, Yangtze Chang shipbuilding could owe an African company a significant sum of money, about 5 million US dollars to be specific. And that company, Trinity Seafaring, has filed a petition in the Singapore High Court to wind up Yang Zichang shipbuilding. The application will be heard in about 10 days. Next up, U.S. retailer Costco. This is definitely an up. Costco shares enjoyed their biggest gains on Friday since March 2020. Costco shares jumped more than 7% on the back of a strong sales report. One more up or down entry for you today. What do you think of Germany's BioNTech? Now, it's perhaps best known for its COVID vaccines developed and marketed in partnership with Pfizer. But the drug maker is set to begin trials this year in the UK on a totally different type of vaccine, one to fight cancer. BioNTech shares are up 350% over the past year. And if the cancer trials are successful, you can bet they're going to be heading north. The UK trials start in September. All right, our last entry is a competition. Really, it's a tussle. Hong Kong versus Singapore. Which economy is likely to grow faster in the year ahead? So what do you think? Will it be Hong Kong? Will it be Singapore? Well, China's borders reopening over the weekend mean that incoming visitors to China no longer have to quarantine. And analysts expect Hong Kong's economy will benefit. A Bloomberg survey shows that the median estimate for Hong Kong's economic growth in the year ahead is 3.3%. Now that is significantly higher than the 2% growth forecast for Singapore. So did you say Hong Kong? Did you get it right? Now, the world's biggest consumer electronics show is one of my favorite things to watch. Right after Shark Tank, it's consumer electronics show that I'm hooked on. I wrapped up over the weekend in Las Vegas and enormous crowds returned to the city for CES 2023 after the pandemic clamped down on in-person attendance at the much much anticipated tech fair over the past couple of years it's had a reduced audience quite a few new products caught my eye on friday you heard me mention the robotic lipstick applicator from l'oreal now this is designed for people who have limited hand or arm mobility we all need good lipstick it just changes things dramatically the product is called hapta and it stabilizes basically lipstick application for those of us with limited arm mobility. And Hapta is expected to hit markets towards the end of this year. Another product that has people talking and talking is Sony's Project Leonardo. Now that is a control kit for gamers and it is also designed for people with limited motor control and it has a really stylic futuristic design as well. I hear all the gamers out there and they're excited and they're starting to save for Project Leonardo, I'm sure. Speaking of futuristic, how about measuring your blood pressure with a fingertip device rather than that tight inflatable device that keeps squeezing down on your arm when you go for a blood pressure check. A company called 
Valencel plans to market this device to clinics, hospitals, even consumer. Fingertip device to measure your blood pressure. Does that sound great? At the moment, though, it's still pending regulatory approval. Now, there are also several new devices for the toilet, and this includes a smart seat that'll keep tabs on your heart rate, your blood pressure, your blood oxygen levels as well, and all you have to do is sit on it while you go about doing what you're doing on the toilet. Now, two companies also came to CES 2023 with devices to analyze what actually goes into the toilet, uh, your urine, so that you won't have to wait until an annual health check to check up on your nutrient levels, your hormones, and more. Just think about what this could mean for residents of old age homes who can't leave for their doctor's visits so easily. Incredible. Meanwhile, are you looking for a bigger TV screen? How much is big enough? That is often debated at my house. Apparently, there is no wall big enough for uh, TV screens that are desired. LG displayed a 246-centimeter 4K giant. I really don't want this in my house. It's called the Signature OLED M3. And critics say that the best part of this TV, though, is not its size, but the tech inside it. The M3 is supposed to have proprietary technology that streams at three times the speed of Wi-Fi 6. Okay, that's a big TV, 246 centimeters, 4K. I'll think about that. Finally, how about a car that can change color? BMW is showcasing a car that can do just that. And if it wasn't enough, the car's headlights create facial expressions to show if you are in a good mood or not. Oh, this is going to be so much fun driving this on Singapore roads when somebody cuts in front of you when you're trying to... um, not have that happen. Okay, this is exciting. A car that can change colors. The car is called the BMW iVision D and it's set to hit markets 2025. Now, over the past week, we've been looking at local stocks to watch in the year ahead based on a list that the Business Times has put together. And so far, we've talked about Samcope Marine, UOB, Singapore Airlines, and Geoenergy Resources. You can check out our podcast in case you missed it. On Spotify or audio, you want to look for the playlist Your Money with Michelle Martin. And today, we're going to turn to another stock on BT's 2023 watch list. That is, the beauty products distributor, Best World. For much of the last few years, Best World has been in the news, but for all the wrong reasons. Trading in its shares were suspended over regulatory concerns about its business in China. So why is Best World now on the stock to watch list for the year ahead? Well, simply put, it seems to have overcome its previous problems. Best World started trading again in November and lawyers say that the company's current business model is not likely to fall afoul of Chinese law. Of course, no lawyer can promise that Chinese regulators are not going to change their minds, do an about turn and amend the rules. So there still is a risk that beauty world could be vulnerable to changes emanating from China. Perhaps that's why the stock is trading at such a cheap valuation, about seven times earnings, which is significantly less than most Singapore listed companies. Back in November, when trading in Best World shares resumed, the stock soared 30%. 
And since the start of the year, Best World has added to those gains. Stock is already up nearly 12% over the past week. So stay tuned as we see how Best World performs in the months ahead. We're going to keep our eye on it. Best World is on our stocks to watch list for 2023. Now, one last story before I check in on this morning's market action. How much is tuna fish worth? Well, in the first fish auction of the year over in Tokyo just a couple of days ago, a giant tuna sold for, wait for it, 36 million yen. That's about 360,000 Singapore dollars. I think you can get a small flat for that. What a pricey fish. More than $1,700 per kilo. A Michelin-starred sushi chain operator called Onodera Group teamed up with a seafood wholesaler, to make the purchase. The bluefin tuna weighed about 212 kilograms and was caught off the waters in Oma, uh, that's near the Aomari Prefecture, south of Hokkaido. The price per kilo was more than twice as high as a year ago, which could be a good sign, not just for fishermen, but also for restaurants and bars that are expecting consumers to spend more. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.